stuff. Welcome to a very, very, very special 125th episode of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. It also happens to be the two-year podiversary of your favorite podcast for kids and families. Hopefully one of your favorites. Probably one of your favorites, or most definitely one of your favorite podcasts for kids and families, the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And this is the two-year anniversary, 125th episode, spectacular, and it truly is spectacular. I went to Oakland. Oakland, California, I crossed a bridge, and I went to Oakland, and I went to Isaac Zones' house, and I talked with Melita and Isaac about their incredible musical team, their project, Melita and Isaac, and I got to record some live performances. In fact, before we get to my conversation with Melita and Isaac, we're going to play one of those songs, their version of Weave Me the Sunshine, and then at the end of our conversation, you'll get to hear a few more. One very, very special treat that I've heard Isaac play before, and he did me a favor. He did me a solid, as they say, and played one of the songs that I always associate with him. Of course, if you need to reach me to say congratulations on the 125th episode, you can reach me at Via email, mike at goodstuffpod.com. You can find me on social media at goodstuffpod. There is a lot coming down the pipeline in the next few weeks on the Good Stuff Kids podcast. So stick with me. Lots of amazing artists, lots of very cool stories. We've got some some TV movie kinds of stuff coming up. Got something extremely, an extremely unique artist coming up. A lot of music as usual. Some more Good Stuff sports episodes coming. It's just a lot of good stuff in the world, and it is my total and complete pleasure to bring it to you folks so that you have a place that you can go to find all of the good stuff that you could possibly need. And Melita and Isaac are part of that. So how about a little bit of Weave Me the Sunshine, the Melita and Isaac version, then our really fun conversation, and then a few more songs. Sound good? Thanks, Mike. That sounds great. Okay, great. Well, talk to you at the end of the show then.
Okay, I'm here. I'm in Oakland. This is your buddy Mike. Uh, I'm here with Isaac and Melita, and we're in Oakland, and we're gonna talk music. And this is a fun one because we're face to face. So will you introduce yourselves? Just say hey. Um. Hey, I'm Melita. I'm Isaac. <laughs> and Melita and I, we've talked before. Yes. Because you are a part of Octopretzel. That's correct. Who has been on the show? Uh, it was a it was a bit ago. But, yep. you know, we stay, we stay current. And Isaac and I have known each other for a long time, um, but have never had the opportunity to really talk tunes. So can you, can you tell me where I am right now? Uh, you're in, in the Fruitvale District, the Fruitvale neighborhood of Oakland, um, on the third floor of my house. Yeah, I like this third floor. It's very <laughs> nice. Uh, is that, you have a mo- there's a mo- I just want to set the scene. There's a movie screen. It looks there's like a that big comes movie down. screen oh, and goodness. a projector. That's okay, right. great. So... Um, Melita, we've talked before. You you have a lot of experience doing kids' music, both by yourself and with Octopretzel. And um, what's been going on with you? It's probably been over a year since we we last talked. So what's what's happening? <laughs> well, besides the fact that my daughter just had a bat mitzvah, and that took over my life for a little <laughs> while. Um, yeah, I'm doing. I'm still doing a lot with Octopretzel. We have a big show coming up at the Freight and Salvage, which is like a historic uh, folk theater in Berkeley next weekend. Um, and I'm also doing a lot of my kind of for adults uh, singer songwriter music. Um, I'm gearing up to actually get started on another album over there. Um, and, you know, and then still focusing on the material with Isaac, um, which is more, has more of a Jewish focus, also for kids. So I've got the three, the three, three uh, prong. plates. The spinning. three-pronged approach. Okay, so, so new adult album kind of in the works, not... Not yet, but uh-huh. it's um, get, gearing up. Gearing up, okay, mm-hmm. right, writing material. And Isaac... Tell, tell us a little bit. Give us some background. Tell us about yourself, where, where you're coming from, what you're doing. Um, I Okay, good question. Uh, I'll try not to be too long. Hey, but, man, we got um, all day. I learned. I actually learned to play guitar at Camp Tawanga as a counselor when I was 19, and then a couple years later became the song leader at camp, mostly motivated by wanting to have my own cabin without campers in it. Um, <laughs> and, and then that spread into getting jobs other places in the Jewish world. Um, I've been making my living doing music full time for a little over 10 years. And, um, and in terms of projects of doing stuff with Melita has definitely like been a core project. I guess what's been cool about it is it's, it, um, you know, is which we've gotten national exposure in a way that I haven't with any of the other things. So it's sort of taken on a life of its own. Some of the stuff we've done. Um, I play with a band locally here called Shamati which is sort of like a Jewish jam band. And we played at Melita's daughter's bat mitzvah's party. It was um, great. Yes. <laughs> we we got good ratings at the bat mitzvah. Oh, nice. Um, and we, we just played a bunch of Purim shows. We're doing a fundraiser on Sunday. Um, and we recorded our first album in uh, that came out in December, a live album. And um, and then I'm, I'm doing a lot of solo stuff as well. But uh, more recently, I've been like, playing private bar and bat mitzvahs and I've been officiating some private bar and bat mitzvahs and doing some of the mentorship uh, related to that um and just playing around town as per usual playing around town. so like when you're playing around town these are not specifically Jewish gigs mostly Jewish stuff okay um that's a good question Saturday I guess it's tomorrow I'm playing at someone's like private party at their house where I'm playing singer songwriter stuff um, but that's sort of more 
you know, the exception than the rule. Um, yeah, I think some of, I don't know, that's sort of been my world where I put my time and energy mostly. Right. Okay, cool. So how did you guys, this is for both of you, <laughs> uh, how did you, like, what brought you together? How did you find each other? I mean, you're not far from each other geographically, right? Like, Isaac, we, we are in Oakland now, but you were in San Francisco. That's right. Um, and Melita, you've been in Berkeley for a while. Mm-hmm. So how did you guys, how'd you, come, how'd you find each other? Like, let's start with that. <laughs> Should I start? Um, well, I, I was um, a preschool music teacher, which I still am. I teach in a bunch of schools. Um, and at the time, I was um, playing in primarily Jewish preschools. Um, and I had Octopretzel kind of running. And um, actually, it was a good friend of mine at the time who lived with one of your now current fan members and Shamati, who was like, I met the male version of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to meet this guy, Isaac. And um, and then I think, I don't remember exactly when we met. Okay, I do, do remember. Okay. Yes. So, so, so tell me. <laughs> give us the details. So... Um, so my friend Nathaniel, who was living with uh, Baruch um, at the time, he, um, he he and I were in a songwriters group, and there was only three of us oh, in the group. Right. And this guy right. uh, Judah was sort of running it, and he was super serious about it, which was somebody needed to be serious in the group, so it was helpful. <laughs> and um, and I think that they had a party, and Melito was at the party, and Judah was there, and Nathaniel, and they invited Melito to come be a part of the songwriters group. And so we met in that songwriters group, except the caveat was at the exact same time, basically Melito was being let go from a job so that I could be hired for the job. Oh, this is, this is deep plot folks. Yeah, I blocked all of this out. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad we're bringing it up. We really want to dig into this deep emotional stuff. There's a synagogue in Berkeley where Melito was doing the preschool and I was doing the religious school and they like wanted to have the same person do both. So it was more of like a continuity kind of thing and um and yeah i mean she had already been working there for a long t- time and they kind of like let her go in this like not very thoughtful friendly <laughs> way and i was sort of like oh, i don't know and but anyway we met for this group and the group went well but I, I knew that like oh this is awkward and i think i came up to you right away and i was like hey sorry about this and i don't remember exactly how we handled it or whatever but it's some it felt like it brought us closer together uh-huh. rather than you know right. yeah yeah, and then I think pretty soon after that, we, I think, had both been kind of thinking about making, like, this Jewish kids album, and we had both met the same producer in different ways, okay, John well, John. Okay, there's right? one step before that, too, though, which is um, you, Sarai, no, Sarita, uh-huh. sorry, um, was your main collaborator in Octopretzel at the time, right, right. and then she had left to go That's to right. Bali, and I think you were kind of looking right. for maybe somebody else to right. come in right. with yeah. Octopretzel, and we, so kind of soon after that we did a handful of gigs that were like your more jewish octopretzel gigs uh-huh, uh-huh. um and which didn't totally lead to like me being in octopretzel or anything <laughs> but um and anyway but i think you there was something like chemistry wise that was exciting about what we were doing and so um i think that ended up evolving into let's make an album together yeah. and then i had only made one cd at that point but melita had made like 120 <laughs> and so i was like yes i was like oh this is a great opportunity for me to learn from melita basically mm. and um and then yeah we did find sort of the separately we were like let's work with this guy yeah which so, was a great synergy also yeah. yeah so i'm interested in this idea of chemistry and i know it's really hard to 
put to words. So I, and and it, if, and if you can't get to it because you just can't explain it, like that's fair. But what do you think is the is the chemistry? Like what 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 do you what is it about playing with Isaac that you're like you know whether it's his ability to sing or he can play guitar, or he's like a step mm-hmm. ahead in some way or and then for you like what is it about Melita where you're like <laughs> man like this just locks in so quickly and I, I don't know I don't. So it's not a real, it's not like a very formed, fully formed question, but I think like I've been there, uh-huh. I've had chemistry with people and I mm-hmm. wish that I had at, in that time, like had some record of like, this is what worked about it and I want to hold mm-hmm. on to it. So if you, if you would be, if you would attempt an answer, that would be really cool. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I can, I can take a stab at that. Um, well, I think. Yeah, I think it's cool that there can be different kinds of chemistry with different people. And I think with, with Isaac, um, for me, there was just like right away, there was kind of like an ease. It just felt easy. And it felt like neither one of us was kind of pushing anything or competing in any way. And there was a lot of like give, I felt like that we were both kind of bringing to the to the mix. And then there was like a real, I think, really what probably people pick up on is the the harmony i think that we had this very like easy way of um creating harmonies together that just kind of flowed and it doesn't always work like that even if two people have good voices um it doesn't always like lock in and i think that we for me it was like that experience of just that like kind of lock in with harmony that really kind of was like the magic and then i just think on just a personal level I think we just get along and it's just like I said just an easy kind of like an easy connection mm-hmm. and friendship yeah anything you want to add on that <laughs> well I think you you did thank you for your answer uh, um, I guess you know it, it is kind of an elusive question and I have tried to think a little bit about it I mean the only thought I have is that I think probably Melita and I have the kind of voices that can blend with lots of people um, and n- maybe know how to step back enough to support what somebody else is doing. Um, and I've, I've heard you do that a lot in Octopretzel with different people mm-hmm. and seen you do that in other places with Lauren and mm-hmm. et cetera. And, um, and I've had that experience as well. But I do think that there's something, yeah, kind of great about getting to have somebody else who also has the ability to do that and putting it together. And, and yeah, I, I think there is some probably like both of us have the experience of being like able to lead and step up and then also the ability to like step back. Mm-hmm. You know? That makes sense. And I think that we were both just kind of excited about the same thing and it just kind of felt like, Oh, here's a partner. It's easier to do certain things with somebody. And I think that we both had like the motivation and the energy and, and then this sort of the synergy. So I think that we kind of, it just kind of like, like you said, like took on a life of its own or like yeah. carried itself forward. Right. Yeah. You know, in my uh, unofficial role as psychologist, like it's uh, it's clear that um, your your affects work together, your personalities work together. You know, hearing on the record, the voices work together. So it's it's a uh, it's really nice, you know. And I think that what you said, Melita, about there's no competition. And then Isaac, what you're saying about like you both are comfortable mm-hmm. stepping back. And I bet you've never had to have a conversation about it. You've never had to have a conversation about like, Hey, this is like, this is, this is my thing. Like, this is my moment. So can you please Uh step aside? Unless I'm totally wrong, which is fine. I think you're right. I don't recall ever having to. No, I don't think so either. Uh, -uh. I mean, it's funny that, um, 
like I, I think that we are sometimes conscious on the album of like, okay, who's the main voice here and how do we kind of stagger it back and yeah. forth? Or is there like a imbalance of like, who's the lead voice on things? Or actually what's funny was, so I, I was telling you, I was at this conference recently and there were two other groups there that were like a blank and blank. It was um, Josh and Chava and Happy, and it was uh, Eric and Happy and both of them I was like, how did you decide who came first in the blank and blank, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, how do you name this band? Yeah, and we were talking a little bit about it. Um, it was part of my encouragement to change your name to Metallica, so you know, Isaac and Metallica. Right. Yeah, that, you probably get some gigs if you change your name <laughs> to Metallica. That's true. People would be pretty disappointed. That would be really funny if, like, I showed it. I was at Hands-On Bay Area after the fires, and yeah. Metallica headlined that, and, like, if it was, like, Metallica, and then you two, like, come on, did you, like, really nice, like, folky That's thing? right. That would have been uh, pretty interesting. We, so, did, we did joke around, too, about having a concert of... Josh and Chava and Eric and Happy and Isaac and <laughs> like you know all on the same like bill. Keep, keep going. That's <laughs> just great. the ampersand concert. Yeah. Um, so you guys have done two records together. Yeah. Um, so, what is the like? What's the thought behind the records? Like, there, there's some really nicely selected covers that you guys do, and just what's the thought process that goes behind the? I guess what we would call the track list. Um. I, I I mean, I think with both of the albums, some of it is just sort of trying to to hand like a hopeful picture of the world to people. And I would say that that definitely comes from Alita's values. Um, not yours. <laughs> it's, there's no hope. Oh, man. We're getting deep. All right. <laughs> well, I, I would say, which is a, a, a interesting, I don't know if tension is the right word, but like, in, I feel like you can see it if you like look at the albums closely, but I kind of want to be like rocking all the time, and I want I want something that's gonna like be a little bit out there, like hard hitting in a certain kind of way. And I think Melita definitely wants to present something that's like beautiful and hopeful and and, and very message driven, you know. And we've had like long mm-hmm. conversations about particular lyrics and, <laughs> and things, some pretty uh-huh. silly ones, but. Um, <laughs> And, well, so, so hold on, don't yeah. lose your train of thought. But like, what's what's an example? Okay, of that? my favorite one. <laughs> is, I want to hear this too. Is so on the first album we did a cover of this Pretty Planet, uh-huh. and um, there's a line goes this Pretty Planet, holy space, a gold gentle blue giant spin us around, and that's the that's the original lyric, gentle blue giant spin us around, referring to the Earth, and Melita was just like just giant just doesn't work for me <laughs> like it connotates something that i just it doesn't make me feel good so we ended up changing the lyric in the end to gentle blue spirit spin a surround, oh nice okay which kind of had the same like you know rhythm i guess uh-huh. but um it we did like fight for a long time about it yeah. i was just like i don't oh, know so i liked funny. actually the idea of a gentle blue giant like <laughs> BFG, Big Friendly Giant, was like uh-huh. my one of my favorite books growing up. I uh-huh. think I like the idea of a friendly Uh-oh, giant. Oh, so you're conjuring up this all the but feelings. So, yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, let's get back to but but it's uh, I think it's an interesting look behind <clears throat> the scenes for something that you know you would hear on a record and and you wouldn't think that there was you know thought put into especially someone else you know Tom Chapin <clears throat> wrote the song originally yeah. and like thinking about what makes it true to you right so there's there's the melodic aspect of the song which you can't deny and you guys put a beautiful harmony to it and i didn't even it didn't even register when i listened to it i was like okay like 
Uh, that's the words. So like the fact that, and so for all you kids out there that are listening, like there's the thought behind just about everything that you're going to hear on a Melita and Isaac record. And, uh, mostly thanks to Melita. Mostly thanks to Melita. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So, okay. So I did interrupt you and I'm sorry. And I hope we can get back. Do you remember where you were? Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, um, you had started to ask the question, that's uh, what's behind the what's behind the like the, the song choice yeah so <clears throat> I, I think i mean so i think melita has, has been very intentional in particular about like that because like, i'll bring songs like i think we would sound great singing this and she's like eh, i don't know if it's like doing it for me in terms of like this is the impact i want to leave in the world and i'm like yeah but it's got a great rhythm you know like <laughs> <laughs> like it really grooves. yeah yeah and um <laughs> And so, but I do think that that's become a big part of sort of what we're presenting. And then I, I guess the other thing that I think we've hit in a nice way is, you know, stuff that is definitely age appropriate and hopeful and value driven for young people and families. But that like, I hear all the time that parents are like, I dropped my kids off at school, but I kept listening to the album on the way home. Like, I just Mm -hmm. like it too much. You know, I did that last night. Where I was like, as I was thinking about what we were going to talk about, I, and I was like, all right, well, I think I got a, I think I got a handle on what we're going to talk about. Although you guys are bringing something else to to my head right now, but um, I, I was just like, the record was just on, and I was like, oh, like, should I tell them that like I just listened to, it? Like, I just kept going. But so, yeah, that's the point. So Melita, tell me a little bit about intention. It's coming up uh-huh. a lot. Like, let's, let's name it. Uh-huh. Isaac's talking a lot about what you bring into it and mm-hmm. thinking about it and how um just like how important that is to you and oh. what you're putting out into the world <clears throat> yeah it's it's an interesting one to kind of put in a nutshell i guess yeah. um i mean since i was like a young teenager i was writing poetry and started to write songs at like 14 or 15 and even back then like when i trace back and look at my old journals and things like that it's like there's similar threads that are like that we're presenting like a long time ago for me just yeah around kind of like being an intentional person being a thoughtful self-aware person and bringing that into the world and I think that you know I mean I could like (laughs) I don't know how much of a can of worms you want me to open with this but I, I think that you know so so many of just the problems we have in the world are stem from the opposite of that you know of just not being thoughtful not being intentional about whatever it is what we're saying doing putting out there um so I try to live my life in an intentional way Mm -hmm. and so for me um you know my music started off not for kids um but you know kind of meandered its way over there and when I had my daughter I realized like there's such a there's a big um potential like impact potential with children and parents not just children but parents it's um parents of young children i i think are more open um and want something good for their children they want a good you know a good future a good world and so i think planting the seeds right in you know in those early years um does actually have a real impact not just on my career you know but on the world and on the future that i want for my daughter um and so yeah, I think it, it's it's kind of a big um, conversation. Yeah, but um, there's a lot there for me, and I and I feel like the feedback I've gotten has been really positive, you know, and that there is a way that it has impacted people. Mm-hmm. So, 
That's great. Good yeah. answer. Good yeah. answer. Um, and now I'm going to switch gears entirely. Isaac, you're <clears throat> drinking a smoothie. And, uh, <laughs> Trying not to make too No, no, it's not even about the noise. I'm looking at the smoothie, and this is not – I would not drink that. But I would love for you to, to set the scene and tell funny, us. funny because that was my – I had a very similar-looking breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we, we really are similar You're so connected. So tell us, tell us about your smoothie before we dive back into the music. Well – I think what you're noticing is it's mostly kale that's in here. <laughs> okay, that's it's, what it is. So it's, it's green, like green folks. sludge. It's green green <laughs> yes. sludge. Okay, green sludge. Really. All right. Um, intentionally drinking that, like, on purpose, whereas I intentionally had, like, two granola bars and a mint for breakfast. <laughs> so, like, a little different. That's great. Okay, so... Um, Let me kind of drop in one yeah, more Yeah, yeah, sure, please. So I think one thing that highlights sort of somewhat Malita's talking about, but also in some ways the contrast of me and... And then what's interesting about us coming together is like, so the one out, the one, there's one song on the first album that I'm not on at all, which is Connected. Mm -hmm. And the lyrics are, we are all connected. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to pull up the lyrics. I forget my songs all the time. Uh -huh. <laughs> we, are, we all are sharing the, the same, same world. world. Uh -huh. and the rivers and the trees were reflected from the same stardust every little thing Whoa. has unfurled. So I, this to me is like a great window into Melita's mind. <laughs> and when we were in that songwriters group, like every song she wrote was like... <laughs> It was like an amazing, like, wow, I didn't even know that that many things in nature existed, <laughs> that you could like put them all into one song. And um, oh, so and they all were like incredible metaphors for like people and humans. And anyway, um, so, so, but also like, you know, Melita, I think made this really impressive album that's more geared for adults. This was like maybe two years ago now. Th this was right after the first CD that we made, The Late Within, um, which also has a lot of that kind of message and you know looking at like where do we fit into the world as in the grand scheme and and kind of putting out this message that we are connected you know yeah and uh <laughs> shout out to you we should go find these records and, and get into your Thank head you. that's very yes. when we say we should get into your head um <laughs> it's a good head to get into yeah. you're gonna get into someone's head i'm flattered so uh <laughs> better than most stuff on netflix yeah for sure um so two records the first one is my roots go down and the one that I guess it came out in 2017, the uh, Rising yeah. Songs, Turning Tides. Last November. Last November. Okay, yep. so there's uh, a lot of, um, like, you guys are not afraid of the slow jam, I think is what I'm, is what I'm getting <laughs> at, right? Like, uh, you know, if I were, like, Eli, Eli, Olam Chesed, it does, like, pick up a little, pick bit, up yeah. a little bit, but, like, turn, yeah. turn, turn. Mm -hmm. Like, there is a, um, I guess there's, the, there's a real folk element. Totally. Right? Yeah. So how, like, where did that influence come from? Is that just, like, who you are? Like, that's just what I like? That's what I'm drawn to? I, I think that we, I think that's a, a, a place of connection for Isaac and I that we both kind of appreciate this kind of, like, these, like, folk kind of, you know, classic songs and people that were doing it, you know, when they were doing it. And, um... And I think that also those songs tend to highlight our harmonies really well. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think we, we kind of bring in this mix of those, like, kind of folk classic songs with some originals and some kind of, like, these Hebrew, you know, songs and some chants. So I think it's, like, a bit of a, um, you know, it's a mosaic of, mm -hmm. of different... Mm -hmm. Well, one thought I had is that, like, I think when we made the first album was about the time that Pete Seeger died, mm -hmm. and okay. and we were starting to play out more, and we were doing a lot of sort of, like, tributes to Pete Seeger, and I think we both felt very inspired by him, and mm -hmm. that, like, we kind of benefited from the legacy that he left Definitely. and the road that he mm -hmm. paved. Um, 
And so, yeah, I think we definitely feel like we're kind of getting to revive some of that folk tradition. And it, and depending on the age of the audience that we're playing for, in some cases, um, people are really inspired by that stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. um, we did a um, cover of If I Had a Hammer on the first album that I think that speaks to a lot of people. We, d we didn't record, but we like to play out... Um, Gonna lay down my sword and shield down by the riverside. Yeah, we do yeah. that one live a lot. Um, it, you know, it, it is funny, though. Like, the, the first album was a little bit more of a mix of sort of upbeat, mm -hmm. campy stuff, and then also some of the slower stuff. And we were, I think, conscious of it. And then the second album, we kind of just gave in. We're like, <laughs> all right, we're just going to do a lot of slow stuff. <laughs> and um, and it is funny. Like, we did a big release concert in November, and, and we actually did strike a nice balance of various things but we had to draw from our first album a little bit more for like here's things for five-year-olds to get to move their hands to yeah. and like right you know have the movement right it's a it's it's like where's the intersection of the art yeah with the like there's four-year-olds yeah right well so the pj library is going to be distributing our new album next year and they're basically um putting it out there as a lullaby album uh -huh. which it, technically it's not specifically just that but so i think that's kind of where it can land for for mm -hmm. parents and kids is it's like sort of like chill chill yeah. down kind of mellow, yeah. mellower I could, album i could see that i mean i think it's like i see the craft <clears> right <throat> like i see like oh they're like yeah like they're feeling this and uh but i think that it is a good wind down i can see mm -hmm. that too and kids need that and mm -hmm. you know just to hear the music and hear the harmonies yeah. is really important so what have you learned from working together and playing together etc on the spot <laughs> boom <laughs> okay I, i'll say um isaac and this is actually feedback I've gotten from like my family and people who know me who see us perform together. They say you look so relaxed when you perform with Isaac. You seem so like at ease, and I I would say that that's true. I actually get a lot of performance anxiety um, for for certain shows or you know bigger gigs, and um, playing with Isaac, it, it there is a way I think that you just have like this kind of ease about you and rapport like that you create and I can do that too but I think I've learned from you in that department mm -hmm. um and so that's I feel like a benefit of like working with you and something that I've gotten from from our connection and mm -hmm. our relationship um and I can't remember was there another part to the question there was no, no other part I just feel like this, this was not intentionally <laughs> therapy but I'm glad it is <laughs> that was really really beautifully said uh -huh. it was really nice uh-huh no pressurizing. Um, okay, I know. I feel like I'm in a counseling relationship. <laughs> like, gotta say the right thing. Keep this relationship together. No, um, uh -oh. no. I, I mean, I, I think on some level it just feels like well, I just like playing music with you, and that mm -hmm. sort of is like what's driven me through this. But if I try to articulate like things that I've learned, I think, I think I've learned, you know, some of what we were talking about before about being thoughtful about. What are the lyrics of the songs? Yeah, sure. What are what you know? What am I actually putting out into the world? How will it be received by different people who you know have taken music in different ways than just like I like how this makes me feel, um, and and I also think that like I think there's some way that you're very genuine with who you are as a musician, and 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 that's been a good model for me, but also like a good it. I think there's times where we as a partnership are genuine 
in a way that's probably harder for me to do on my own. Um, and I like it. I mean, it's nice to notice that there's like definitely an audience for that. And there's like a way to connect with people through like not necessarily making a joke all the time or not having <laughs> to like be sticky or rock out all the time, you know? Mm. Yeah. I, I understand that. I think that was well said too. You did it. Right. You really did it. So how can we, uh, how can see we, another day. Yeah, right. We made it I out like of that it, one. I like it. How can we, um, how can we keep up with what you guys are doing? I know the music is available. Where can we find it? How can we keep up with you individually and as a team? Uh-huh. Um, well, the music is available pretty much anywhere you find music, Spotify, iTunes. Tower Records. <laughs> Not Tower Records. Not yet. HMV. Um, yeah. But, you know, on, like, on the, the, all the obvious places. Um, and Bandcamp also, I guess. Um, CD Baby has kind of been our main <clears throat> distributor. And then uh-huh. I think they distribute to iTunes. Yeah. It's on Spotify. Not that you would not want to buy the album. <laughs> Why would you not? You should buy the album. I mean, you know, <laughs> CD Baby is probably the way to support you the best, yeah. right? Yeah. By by down, by buying from that and downloading. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So. And we both have um, Facebook pages. We actually we need to make uh, a, a really Isaac Facebook, Facebook page. We haven't yeah. done that yet. We each have our own Facebook pages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like fan have... pages. Yeah. We will do that. That's some inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> we each have our own websites. I mean, it really is a kind of a partnership. Um, uh huh. But uh, my website's isaaczones.com. Melitamusic.com. Okay. Um, my calendar is out of date, but it's on my list of things to do. Uh huh. Um, I do have like a mailing list that I'm pretty good about sending periodic mailing lists. I know Melita does too. I do too. And then I've also got octopretzel.com, which is my kids band. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so we're really lucky. I'm going to, I'm going to pause the recording because Melita and Isaac are going to play a couple songs live that we're going to be able to hear. And Isaac, I did make a special request because when I met Isaac, he, uh, he showed me his version of, uh. The world's greatest by R. Kelly. So we're going to capture that. Not on, not on any of the albums. Yeah. Um, let me, yeah. I realize that we're coming to the end of the talking part. I will say, Mike, that um, we, yeah, we met. I think it was 2010 at yeah. Camp Newman. It was my, I was like visiting Rachel Mylan, who's the head songwriter yeah. there at the Shout time. Shout out. Shout out. And um, what up? And uh, anyway, we jammed a little bit, and I definitely was just like super inspired by kind of how much you love playing music, oh, but. I do remember in my head, you had like, you shoot, you like blew my mind playing Friend of the Devil. Like, you had like such a cool way of playing Friend of the Devil on the guitar. Anyway, I don't know if we can hear that at some point. <laughs> I'd be happy to. Well, thanks. I don't know if your listeners know what an incredible musician oh. you are and an inspiration you are. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. bl- it's a love fest. Yes. It's a love fest, what can we say? Yeah. All right. Um, thank you, Isaac. That's yeah. very kind of you. I also remember you told me. I hope it's okay to say this publicly that you were playing with Noam a lot, but that you like helped him put the F sharp minor in (laughs) hot stuff. Yeah. We need a a little guidance on the F sharp minor. No, I was like, yeah, that's such a key F sharp minor. And that's like, really, Noam and I have a lot of, uh, I mean, if people were to, if he and I were to sit down, it would definitely turn into that. I had a groupie moment when I was like, you put in the F sharp minor of that song. Well, uh, thank you. All right, cool. So we're going to, we're going to regroup a little bit. We're going to hear some tunes. And cool. thank you both for being open and being honest. And, and I did not mean to put you on the spot. So if you felt put on the spot in terms of having All to talk good. about each other, um, <laughs> you handled it like champions. And I think that like, it's a good thing because you guys should know how much you like working together and you should know how good it sounds and you should know that you inspire and push each other. And, um, 
I think that it only makes things stronger. This was not like, I mean, Metallica has been sort of the underwriting. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the Metallica documentary. I have. have yeah. Have you seen this? That? No. This is great, the 1000% opposite of the Metallica <laughs> documentary. So, um, thanks guys. Thank, Thank you, you, Mike. All right. Thank you.
right. Great American songwriter, Robert <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> so this, um, you might know this, but this song was written for the movie Ali with Will Smith about Muhammad Ali. So the song is about Muhammad Ali. Like, what's your connection to it? Um, I was song leading Camp Tawanga in 2006, and a friend was like, I think this could be a great camp song. And we did it, and it kind of bombed, but the director was like, that's a great camp song. <laughs> and so it, we kept doing it. And then my the next year, my friend um, Brady, I was like, Brady, teach everybody the hand motions. I put him on the spot. He's a good person to put on the spot. Yeah. And then I think the hand motions is what got it to be like a winner at camp. So this is definitely a popular Camp Tawanga song. I think it's a great camp song in general, and I love the fact that R. Kelly wrote it. <laughs> I am a mountain. I am a tall tree. starts with an uh-oh. <laughs> Just to hear you sing your song 
How nice was that? I mean, I almost don't want to say anything, but, you know, it's my thing, so I guess I can. But that was some beautiful music. Thank you to Melita and Isaac. Isaac and Melita for taking the time to talk to me and for sharing some of their music with us. Make sure you find them. Make sure you Google Melita and Isaac. Dr. Google will show you the way. And thanks again to you all for listening. You know, like it's pretty cool that people are listening to the show. And if you were so inclined and wanted to click the old share button, click the old retweet button, whatever it is that you can do on Instagram, that would be incredible. Tag like a person. I know it tags like tags. That doesn't even make any sense. It takes like 0.75 seconds to tag someone in a Facebook post. And like 0.68 seconds to retweet something. So I, I, you know, it's not a lot of time. Not a lot of time. So if you could find the time, do it. It'd be awesome. Thanks to Melita and Isaac. Thanks to you. Thanks to Mrs. Good Stuff. Thanks to my dad for listening to like almost all of these. Thanks to my kids for being both the pride and joy and other things in my life. 125 episodes. That's a lot. Two years. It's also a lot. Here's to many more to come. Thanks for being a part of this with me. Talk to you very soon. Stuff.